0: Hello and welcome to the MTP Connect podcast, I'm Stuart Dignam and welcome to part two of our episode from the MedTech conference in Boston in the US. You might remember that MTP Connect has brought over 18 companies to showcase their expertise on the global MedTech stage at this uh, important conference. And for this episode, we'll meet more of our delegation companies and partners. And we're going to kick things off with the Medical Alley Association of Minnesota. Frank Jaskolke is the Vice President of Intelligence at Medical Alley. He spent uh, lots of one-on-one time with our companies, sharing his insights on market entry strategies. And he was kind enough to join me and the MTP Connect podcast. Well, Frank, so good to be catching up with you at the MedTech conference. And we're really grateful that you've been able to spend so much time with the companies in our delegation. How have you found engaging with uh, the, these 18 companies?
1: Well, the, the group of companies that have been here from Australia have been amazing. The great breakthrough technologies, smart people, working on things that truly matter to make patient care better around the world. So it's it's been a lot of fun to get to know them, to hear their stories and to offer our support to bring the partnership between the Medical Alley community and the Australian innovation community closer together.
0: So, you better tell us more about the Medical Alley community. What's, where, where is that? What is that, and why is it important?
1: Yeah, the Medical Alley community is the global epicenter of health innovation and care. It's the home of companies like Mayo Clinic, Medtronic, United Health Group, and fourteen thousand other healthcare and health innovation companies. Uh, it's a community that is committed to making healthcare better around the world, and we get the pleasure of supporting those companies to find partners, to find new technologies, and to grow their businesses wherever it might go.
0: Now, everybody has eyes on the United States for their product. It's, after all, the world's biggest medtech market. Um, but it's not easy, is
1: it? No. No market is easy the us one has some unique difficulties to it right it's a 4 trillion dollar market so there's lots of opportunity and there's lots of problems that need solving but it is also a market that by its size is complex to address by the multiple layers of payers that are involved it's complex to address and just the the distributed and decentralized nature of it where there are multiple ways to enter healthcare multiple ways to pay for healthcare makes it very complex, and we see a lot of companies that don't learn about that complexity until it's too late, and it harms their business.
0: Yeah, so reimbursement, clearly important, possibly even more important than in terms of designing your business mm-hmm. than, than getting approval from the FDA.
1: Yeah, right. FDA approval or clearance gives you the right to sell your product, but it doesn't mean anyone will buy the product. Reimbursement is what helps drive adoption. Right, Reimbursement, which is not the payment to your product, but the payment usually to the care provider to provide some sort of care that your product helps with, is going to determine the profitability of that care provider, of that health system, and then you've got to be able to fit into that and make your business profitable. Companies that early on in their development, and I mean very early on, spend the time to understand the reimbursement that might be available do much better because they can design their product right, they can set their margins right, they set their pricing right, even their commercial strategy will adapt based on the reimbursement. You don't want to do that late in the game when you realize there's not enough reimbursement for the cost of your product and then you're just stuck.
0: Now we were lucky enough uh, to be signing a memorandum of understanding between MTP Connect and Medi- Medical Alley and uh, we're thrilled we've been able to do that so we're going to be working Uh, closely together into the future Um, and indeed you'll be coming to Australia uh, a little bit
1: later this year you're looking forward to the visit I am so looking forward to the visit the last time I was in Australia was actually the week of March 7th so of 2020 so just before everything went to pot I had a lot of fun for two days great meetings great business I'm looking forward to picking that back up and seeing some friends and some great companies
0: well, Frank, thank you. And again, you've been incredibly generous with your time with our companies and sharing your insights. So really appreciate it and uh, good luck.
1: Thank you. It's been my pleasure. Such a great community that we get to work with. And I appreciate that you have brought us into that community.
0: Again, my thanks to Frank for spending time with our companies, for the great collaboration with MTP Connect, of course, now enshrined in a cooperation agreement, and for chatting to the podcast. So, let's meet some more of the delegation participants.
2: Hi, uh, my name's Darmini Robertson. I am the CSIRO, so Australia's National Science Agency, US and Canada councillor based here in Washington DC at the Australian Embassy.
0: Now, some people may think, I didn't know CSIRO had a presence in the United States. What's what's that about?
2: Yeah. No, we have had a presence in San Francisco since 2014. Um, we've got a, a team there that um, focuses on the, the West Coast market um, as, as well as engaging with some of the uh, big government agencies as well in the US. Um, and we also have now a presence in uh, the US on the East Coast in Washington, D.C. So. Uh, My role is really to understand the the East Coast, understand government agencies, understand the landscape, um, and my priorities um, are are in in health as well as uh, clean energy and and defence.
0: And, you know, it's been terrific having you as part of this mission over these last few days, and I think everyone's enjoyed hearing your perspectives on opportunities in the US. What what are you getting out of being a part of this delegation?
2: Yeah. um, I mean the US is a huge market, I think everyone uh, understands that. Um, understanding the, the intricacies of the industry, um, and meeting some great Australian companies that are part of the delegation, um, as well as understanding the, the big strategic partners as well. Um, what are they interested in and how do they operate?
0: It must be quite amazing to be in this market which is, well this economy which is so driven by science, and technology do you sort of pinch yourself sometimes
2: Oh, every day every <laughs> single day um, I mean I think uh, whilst this it is a huge market there's a huge amount of money and funding and people focus on health um, I think Australia's got a great opportunity here as well we have niche capability we have great talent we have great researchers we have a great ecosystem um, I think it's about Uh, working out where we can add the most value in the US system be really clear about our ask and our offer um, and take advantage of the huge opportunities here but know that it's a complex system
0: and it'll and it'll probably take a bit of time and it'll probably take a lot of money to to kind of get where you need to be so so patience is a virtue Um, just finally you know we've got this Australian pavilion We've got to try and stand out in this market and I think being a a Team Australia presence really helps. What's your view on that?
2: completely agree. I think presenting um, our our capability as a whole of Australia, um, it has a lot lot more impact really. Um, We really bring uh, our total capability, our uh, ability to support the US, understand the Australian market as an innovation ecosystem. Um, you would have heard, uh, you know, the US is talking a lot about ecosystems and that's one of their selling points as well from a state perspective. But I think uh, from a Team Australia perspective, we bring uh, an ability to showcase our full ecosystem um, across the board from our researchers, from our associations um, and and from uh, the great people and talent that we have as well.
0: Well, Damini, it's terrific having you part of the delegation and getting the CSIRO perspective and the the knowledge that you bring to to the table. So thanks for joining the podcast.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it.
3: My name is Martina Mariano and I'm Partnerships Manager at Singular Health. Singular Health is a medical device company and we empower patients and and practitioners to achieve personalised healthcare and we do that by developing technology that cover the end-to-end spectrum from scan down to surgery.
0: And you're based in Perth. And the vibrant emerging sector in WA, um, what particular technologies do you, do you develop?
3: We are a software company, so we are developing software as a medical device and we have also recently submitted our 510k application to the FDA, um, so that's our specialty. Um, but we are also expanding towards additive manufacturing, so 3D printing at the point of care and really being able to use our technology to design and review patient-specific implants that you know, have been shown to make such a big difference in patient outcome.
0: And eyes on the US market for, for all of your technologies and aspirations?
3: Absolutely, and this is also why we decided to go straight for the FDA 510k. Um, US is the biggest market um, in our sector, it's um, worth $4.5 billion globally. Um, and US as, you know, the biggest chunk of it. So um, we are now in the process of finding and establishing partnerships that will help us um, entering the US market that we know being very different from the one that we are familiar with. And so leverage, leveraging those relationships can, can help us um, you know, know how to identify our best go-to-market strategy and really work with people that have synergies with our company to grow together towards the same goal.
0: And I know you've been having lots and lots of meetings and they're not all in the pavilion. They're, you're going to MIT in a minute. and How have you found sort of access to all of those potential customers or partners I- in Boston?
3: Yeah, um, honestly, I was extremely surprised to see how open the U.S. market and the U.S. people are. Um, Americans are really open to collaboration. I think that being in a country that is so big, they are used to kind of, break the barriers. <laughs> and so it was really good to to see people that are so keen to to collaborate. We had we established some of those relationships um back in the days like you know during the last couple of years. Um and many of those started literally through LinkedIn connections um and then from there the conversation continued and you know once you know you, you realize that you have a very good synergy with with an entity then of course, you know if, if U.S is your target market, then there is no barrier that you know it's yeah. big enough. Yeah. And having the support of you know the, the Australian government, being part of this delegation um, has been an incredible opportunity for us to really um, you know like be here, talk to these partners in person after two years of COVID pandemic, where especially as in Australia, yeah. <laughs> um, we had challenges traveling. Um, now being able to do so and do it with the support of the government—it's—it's it's incredible, and we are very grateful for that.
0: Yeah, I found everybody is really keen to meet. Like face-to-face is important.
3: Yeah, absolutely, and we have seen incredible panels of, of people, and everybody was reinforcing the importance of really meeting in person. We are all human beings, and so at the end of the day, um, you know, as Zoom, Zoom teams, have been great tools uh, during the last two years but you know it's, it's time to go back to face face to face.
0: We've uh, loved having you part of the delegation at the MedTech conference so thank you and good luck with all of the, that you're doing in this market.
3: Thank you for having us really it's been incredible. Hi I'm Leah I'm Trent from IDE Group
4: um, I'm head of global partnerships acquisitions and developments.
0: So tell us about IDE Group, Leah.
4: Yeah, sure. So IDE is an entrepreneurial partner building better futures for health. Um, so we create and seed new medtech ventures. And we work with partners to co-invest and co-create new medtech, which we build businesses around. So we've grown over 100 companies and partnered on over 500 projects.
0: So you've got a team in, in Australia, but I also understand you have a presence already in the U.S., in, in Philadelphia. Tell yeah. us about that.
4: Um, yeah, so correct. So we've got this existing presence in the U.S., um, but demand for our services are really swelling. So we're looking to expand here, and just basically as a result of the growth um, with our partners and, and seeking to onboard new partners as well. Yeah.
0: And so, what does that mean to have an established presence in the U.S. market? You know, what does that mean for your for your business and for growth trajectory and so on
4: yeah look I think it's validation in in terms of what I've noticed here particularly from the from the conference um but I think it's just the ability to fully service our clients and and connect as well to to the broader ecosystems which has been the advantage I think of of coming here with the team yeah
0: and being a part of this delegation um how have you found you know the team Australia approach and you know companies from all over Australia are here with you How have you found that
4: pretty amazing isn't it so um, I think what's really unique as well as we've had the opportunity to be here alongside some of our partners Um, so to see how well they're received here in the US as well is particularly cool that's been a a really amazing experience Um, and I think MTPs presence you know in the broader ecosystem and I think all the delegates have really found value um, I think in the aligned connections and that willingness to collaborate and really support us here it's been yeah it's been amazing it's been a great time.
0: And do you think the Australia brand resonates? Like are you, when you're, you, you've been doing a lot of meetings, I know, and, and you know. Doing a lot of talking. Not, not even necessarily here in the conference all, all out and about around Boston. Yeah. Does Australia resonate when you're talking it to people? It really
4: does. I, I, I think it really does. People just want to know us, you know, um, and I, I think... Um, Yeah, there's been a real willingness, I think, to meet and and to collaborate and an interest also in Australia in terms of, you know, obviously the R&D tax incentive has been a bit of a topic of discussion, um, but more broadly than that as well, yeah, a genuine interest.
0: Well, Leah, thanks so much for speaking with us and good luck with your further growth in the US market.
4: Thank you, thank you. It's been great to be a part of it with you. Thanks, Joy. Hello,
5: my name's Megan Hicks and I work for Crow Clinical. And I am the Clinical Operations Manager for this clinical research organisation. Um, and I might just introduce uh, Julie Von Grum, who is the Director of Crow Clinical.
6: Hi, Stuart. Thank you for inviting us to be part of the delegation here at the MedTech Conference. As uh, Megan said, my name is Julie, Julie Von Grum, and I'm the Director of Crow Clinical and we're a clinical research organisation in Australia that has a specialty for med tech devices. And um, predominantly our clients are um, med tech startups doing their, um, their first in man or their feasibilities or pivotal clinical trials in Australia and New Zealand. So we have a team of field clinical engineers so our specialty is to be out in the operating room and in the CATH lab and in the clinical environment and we really nurture that relationship um, for, our, for our clients and we're essentially the ambassadors for, the, for, our, startup, for our startup companies um, out, of the, out of the US. So we're here at the conference today so that we can network for, uh, more with um, some more startup companies here in the medtech space and um, we've made some fabulous connections and we're really proud to be a part of the Australian delegation.
0: Well, we love having you as part of it too. So why the US market? Why your interest in this market?
6: It's a very robust medtech um, environment. So predominantly um, in the past, all of our, our clients have come out of, come out of the US and, um, and so they're looking at sites outside of the US. So we'll just continue to nurture those sort of relationships and keep building that relationship between the US and Australia and um, let them know that we've got the resources there to to support them.
0: And what do you think they are interested in in Australia? Why would they choose Australia to do some of these studies?
6: Well, especially their first um, in-man clinical trials, the FDA don't necessarily have a firm requirement of having to have the US sites, so they can then obviously have um, Australian sites. And, um, and also I think um, part of the FDA, when they um, are further down the track with the clinical trials, they like to have the geographic disbursement and, um, and also because of our regulatory framework, um, is quite robust, uh, we are aligned quite well with a lot of the requirements for um, the FDA requirements and for US clinical trials. And I've
0: heard quite a bit that um, you know the, the R&D tax incentive is very attractive um, and the dollar being whatever it is, 63, 64 is is particularly good at the moment.
6: That is true, Stuart, but honestly, when you're coming from Australia to the US, it's killing us. <laughs> <laughs> but going back the other way, right, yeah, yeah, for US, um, the, the exchange rate is very favorable at the moment. So that's a very positive thing. And of course, as you mentioned, the, um, the Australian government um, has tax um, benefits for, for people doing research, research R&D in Australia.
0: Yeah. Um, now, you're not just in Boston for the MedTech conference. Tell us where else you're going and um, happy for anybody to do that.
5: Oh, so we are doing a little bit of a road show. We're off, we've got a meeting in Cleveland. So we're going to Cleveland uh, for a day and a half and uh, meeting up with some clients there. And then we're going to Minneapolis. And um, Minneapolis is a, a great hub for implantable devices as well. So we've got some contacts there. And Julie used to live in Minneapolis. Yeah. so. Uh, she's got some friends to catch up with as well, and then we're heading off to Denver and a few more connections there, and then we're heading back home.
0: That is a long journey, but I'm sure the investment in being in this market and establishing those connections is going to pay off. Right.
6: Absolutely, absolutely, and we'll just continue to nurture nurture those relationships and hopefully, you know, establish new ones. Yep.
0: And just one final thing, you know, we've got eighteen companies on this on this delegation, how have you found being part of a, a Team Australia approach to a conference like this?
5: It has been absolutely amazing, you know, the, the, the inclusivity and the, the relationships that we've forged, It's been so they've been so welcoming to us too and the booth is just so um, helpful, it's been nice to have somewhere to base ourselves and it's been truly wonderful. Okay,
0: well look, it's terrific to hear, good luck with your travels and Thanks so much for joining the podcast.
6: Thank you very much, Stuart.
7: Hello, good morning. Uh, my name is Nicholas Kikakis. I uh, head commercial for Wear Optimo. It's an Australian based health tech company uh, that's developing a micro wearable platform to discover unique health insights.
0: And Nicholas, you're obviously based here in the United States, so Wear Optimo is clearly committed to this market. What's what's the potential of the U.S. for Brisbane-based Wear Optimo?
7: That's a great question. Yeah, so I am, I am based here in the U.S., um, and the company is based in uh, Brisbane, uh, Wollongaba. Uh, we're here in the U.S. because we want to meet companies that are interested in our technology. Uh, a lot of international companies, U.S. companies, are very interested in the type of innovation that happens in Australia, and uh, I think it's important to come out and, and meet them.
0: And are they at this conference, has it been a fruitful conference for, for you and for Wear Optimo?
7: It actually, it's been a, a very fruitful conference, so there's been some great partnering meetings. Uh, MTP Connect has set up uh, some nice sessions we're able to go to and, and meet some leaders of industry and more than just the leaders, the people that are actually getting the work done. So make the connections to be able to get to the next step, how to partner, how to work with these U.S. companies.
0: Now, I could be wrong, but it seems to me like wearables, wearable technology is, is really coming into its own as a, as a desirable um, sought after technology. How do
7: you at Wear Optima kind of cut through all of that with what you have to offer? So the, the wearable technology space is actually, uh, it is exploding and uh, the reason a lot of companies like it is they're able to get uh, information remotely uh, from patients and they don't have to come in. Uh, to the hospital, for example. COVID really did expose this where people could not come in, uh, visit their physician. So uh, we're developing a technology platform that'll allow people to access biosignals you can't get from your typical surface-based wearable. Um, and we'll be able to get unique biosignals. And then we're actually gonna do some uh, analytics on this and actually pr- uh, present some, uh, some, some data that's useful uh, to the, the consumer uh, and to the physician.
0: Now, I'm going to ask you a question about the Australian delegation. So, you're based here, so you're, you've got a different perspective. You know, there's, there's 18 companies that are a part of this delegation. A few more people we've sort of joined up with as well. Um, how's it been kind of connecting with all these, these Aussies? Uh,
7: you know, Australian people, as an American, I can say, are always very friendly and uh, easy to talk to. So, uh, I did actually make some nice connections with Australian companies, which, which I will follow up. Uh, when I get when I get back to the U.S., it's strange you come all the way to the U.S. to meet people that uh, are based in Australia. Yeah. So, but it's been it's been it's been great to have the access and uh, I will say the, the partnering system or the or the app that uh, your team put together was actually very useful. Um, uh, Nicholas, thank you. You're very kind with your words
0: and and good luck for where Optimo's ambitions in this market.
8: Okay, thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Um, I'm Ricardo. I'm co-founder and CEO of Vertetic. Um, at Vertetic we're doing game-based virtual reality therapies for people who have lost limbs, so helping people learn how to use a prosthesis or help uh, people manage their pain, phantom pain.
0: So why why are you in the US, Ricardo?
8: Um, so I was lucky enough to win the BridgeTech uh, pitch event last year, uh, which thanks to the support now I'm here. and. Thank
0: you, Lin, thank you. Yeah,
8: (laughs) so, um, yeah, it's been a great opportunity for for us to start building our network here in the U.S. Um, We've mainly been focusing on uh, Europe. Uh, We have a bit of a network over there. So, yeah, it's been great to to meet people, um, you know, talk about what we're doing and and start connecting with, with people who may help us navigate the U.S. ecosystem.
0: And based on your preconceptions of this market, how do you now think of the United States as a market?
8: Um, I mean, we always knew that it's um, it's a complex market. Uh, we always had that in mind and had some idea of, you know, a staged approach and things to do like that. And that and and being here has really reinforced that. Um, it's, I mean got to be very strategic and like the the conversations that we had um, has helped us get a better understanding of what uh, the market is like and how can we best approach it and you know um, there's some people already paving the way in our space in the virtual reality therapy space so that will help us you know come when we come to the US uh, be able to to take advantage of those existing frameworks.
0: And in terms of a market um, virtual reality
8: therapies Mm. How advanced is the u s
0: compared to australia
8: um, i mean there's some there's some pretty big ones, but uh, uh, I would say that i, I didn 't see that much presence in in this uh, conference. Um, I know there's some some like applied VR who are paving the way here in the u s in, in terms of uh, digital therapeutics and reimbursement and and those sort of things but um, I think uh, we're in a pretty good position also in, in Australia where there's been a lot of work and innovation in, in the VR space, like with Pantari VR, who's like having a, a global presence more and more. But, you know, there's there's not that many of us that are um, going at it. And so there's still a bit of uh, opportunity for growth uh, yeah, all around the world.
0: Well, if you're the only one, then the market's yours, right?
8: Yeah, well, exactly. But you got to do it quickly, otherwise someone else will come, right? So... Um, yeah, that's what we're seeing with VR, there's a lot of people that are coming up with different solutions for, for VR, and it tends to be that people specialize and, and find their niche, uh, which is like what we're doing, we have our niche in, in the prosthetic space, uh, but it's, um, it's no one's stopping into branching out into into our space or others doing the same thing, right? So, uh, gotta move fast and yeah.
0: Be agile, all the rest of it. Um, yeah. Look, thanks for, for being a part of the Team Australia mission to the MedTech conference, and great to catch
8: up. No, thank you for having us. It's, uh, it's been an amazing experience. Um, yeah, hopefully we can join again in, in future events.
9: So my name is Guan Te. I'm the managing director of a startup company called Customa. Uh Customa is developing IP in the ostomy space, and we are developing a personalized solution for patients who, who have devices but, but are leaking badly and the off-the-shelf products that we can, that are currently available do not meet their needs basically.
0: And so why, why are you focused on this market in the United States, given that from everything we hear it's incredibly complicated, it's incredibly challenging, the FDA is difficult, reimbursement is difficult, you know, why, why are you focused on here?
9: In, in a nutshell, the, the numbers, so there's about 49,000 ostomates in Australia. Uh, that's about 20 times the numbers in the US. Uh, we are only focused on a segment that's about 16% of all the patients. So there's, uh, there's if at 16% that's one hundred fifty thousand patients. So that's three times more than the total number of patients in Australia. So, from an econo- economic perspective, um, this is the market we have to be in. Uh, we are a class one device, at, yeah, so it's, it's not that hard for us to overcome the regulation barrier. And there is a CMS code for uh, ostomy wafers in, in, in the US. So it, it, there's already a predicate that we can actually base our... our
0: yeah, it's, it's been made very clear that, you know, don't try and create a new
9: code, use an existing code. Exactly, exactly. So. That was one of the things that we learned from the very first day of the, the event on Sunday. And how have you found being a part of
0: the Team Australia um, pavilion and under the Australia banner?
9: Does that make a difference? Um, I, I think so. Australia obviously has a reputation uh, for innovation. So the that green and gold is very visual. Um, I, I don't think we would have achieved that much if we didn't have our little company logo next to the... Next to the um, the little kangaroo up there so i think it's important uh, and there is a critical mass with the team effort so i think that's important I, i've been to other events I, I went to london tech week and we we went as a, as a group as well and there is uh, there is economies of scale there is actually um, you, you can you can open doors with with the group as you can't be on your own now. uh my first time uh, it, it's it's a market on steroids you know? it's it's just been fantastic and still downloading information yeah <laughs> well great to have you on board and thanks for uh, chatting to the podcast thank you Stuart. Uh, thank you so much for the opportunity and you know great job mtp connect
10: i'm Stuart bartlett i'm the ceo of Feranova. so Feranova is a startup company out of adelaide in australia We make a combination nanoparticle and device product for use in image-guided cancer surgery and image-guided radiotherapy. You'll have to tell us a bit more about that technology, Stuart. What what does that mean? (laughs) So we make a nanoparticle formulation which is an injectable. Um, Our first-generation product is injected into a cancer and then it follows the pathways of the cancer into lymph nodes. Uh, it's compatible with MRI, so a, a pre-surgical MRI can be conducted to look at where the cancer's gone, and then the surgeon can tailor uh, his surgery to make sure that those lymph nodes are removed. Or alternatively, if radiotherapy is going to be used, the the planners for the radiotherapy can then use that information to tailor their radiotherapy fields. Sounds like awesome technology. Is there anything else like it in 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 the world? There's one product on the market which is, we're quite differentiated from it, it's only indicated for breast cancer and then nanoparticle technology was a um, originally a liver cancer contrast agent that got removed from the market and they repurposed it and they're marketing the product in breast cancer only. But our, our technology has a number of advantages including the fact that we use ligands for targeting receptors in the body which improve the performance and improve the retention in the lymph nodes, which is really important.
0: I must say there's a fair bit going on in Adelaide at the moment. There's a bit of a, I don't know, a resurgence in the in the medtech, biotech, pharma sector in South Australia.
10: Well, there's a lot going on at SAMRI, the South yeah. Australian Medical Research Institute. A lot of good research going on there. There's um, quite a bit of expertise in car therapies. So I think Adelaide had a really good period with biotech in the 90s and early 2000s and then there was a few reasons why it dropped off but it started to pick back up again which is really good.
0: Fantastic and you're here obviously in the United
10: States with eyes on the US market, why is that? Well, the US is a great market to launch innovative new products because there's a lot of programs to assist with uh, both the regulatory and the reimbursement pathways in this market for new technologies to assist adoption. So. Um, I think, you know, d- b- beside the big backlog in Europe because of the changes to their regulations, just the programs in this market really help new product and new technologies to get introduced. So are you more optimistic about entering this market um, for-, for having been here than before you came over? Uh, look, we've always been optimistic about it, but we, um, we also have a presence over here. We have an employee here who's with me, Dr Anil Shetty who's a great asset. Um, But yeah, so the main, you know, one of the main things I really wanted to do over here is that we know that we've got a fairly long clinical path um, and also reimbursement's really important. So the focus has been to start to make those contacts um, with the CROs that can help do our trials over here and and to try and get um, the best advice we can on the whole reimbursement pathway.
0: Well, it's good to have you on the mission. From everything I've heard, the, the Australia Pavilion has been a bit of a highlight at this, at this conference. It's really stood out. Have you, have you found strong recognition for Australia?
10: We have. We've spent a lot of time here, but it's been a great meeting place. So uh, it seems that all the tables you book in the main meeting area, um, no one sticks to the booking. So we're continually bringing people back here, and it's been a, been a great asset. It's been fantastic. So thanks very much.
0: A pleasure, and uh, thanks for speaking to us on the podcast.
10: Good luck with the podcast.
11: My name is Stephanie Chausis, and I'm with Datawi.
0: And Stephanie, what brings you to the United States?
11: We're here as a company, Datawi, to connect with other medtech device companies, other data centred companies, and just to connect into the general medtech network, um, as we service pretty much anybody who is looking to use real world evidence and real world data to grow their product or their research.
0: Tell us a bit more about Datawi.
11: Yeah, sure. So um, with Datawi we're a public-private partnership. So we're partnering with the state government and the healthcare system. Um, and we also have private investment. And we work with the hospitals to support the access of their um, de-identified clinical data and their electronic medical record data to researchers and organisations. Um, so really what we're about is elevating and um, accelerating the translation of important medical research to the patient bedside.
0: The whole, hmm, how do you put it? The whole thing around data and data gathering, data curation, data protection, it's sort of growing exponentially, isn't it?
11: Absolutely. Yeah. And we're finding that um even in the 3 years that we've been active, there's been a real increase in the awareness of the importance of data being in the right format, being cleansed and really representing the real world situations that you know devices or technologies will be applied to. Um, because if you what we say is you know junk in, junk out. So if you're developing a, a product based on, on patient data but that data is not accurate, you're not going to get good results.
0: And do you find you get good traction here in this market? I mean very competitive, pretty well anybody who's anybody is here, do you get do you get noticed?
11: Yeah, definitely, especially because data and AI is such a hot topic at the moment. Um, It's controversial, um, but our model is quite unique in that we're not selling or giving away data. The hospitals retain and the custodians retain full control over their data and who gets to access it. We simply provide an accelerated platform with tools and everything are a one-stop shop essentially for research and development on that data um, so we find that people get really intrigued by the model um, they get assured by the safety of it um, while it also allows for faster development and acceleration of research
0: and being a part of this delegation has that made a difference for you I mean we've got this really prominent pavilion you know Australia is visible right across the the whole conference center is that has that helped you?
11: Absolutely. I think that as a startup and as a, you know, a new company, we probably couldn't have gotten here on our own and had a booth here on our own. So it's been amazing to be with the Australian cohort. Also to connect with other medtech companies in Australia has been great as well. Um, and to just have this visibility and also the connections that MTB Connect has supported us in making here has really definitely helped us.
0: Well, we uh, love having you a part of the, the delegation and good luck with all your plans for this market.
11: Fantastic, thank you very much.
12: Hello, I'm Stefan Cineski, clinical director, principal and co-founder of Mobius Medical. We're a contract research organisation running clinical trials in Australia and New Zealand. Uh, We are full service CROs, so we do everything from uh, protocol development, monitoring, electronic data capture, project management, all the way through to uh, clinical um, report writing.
0: And clearly you would like more um, people from this part of the world to run their trials in our part of the world.
12: Yeah, that's right. We're over here uh, trying to educate the US market on the benefits of running clinical trials in Australia, including the R&D tax incentive, um, the incredibly strong USD compared to the AUD at the moment, um, and our very, very expeditious regulatory pathway, uh, the Clinical Trial Notification Scheme.
0: You reckon those, those points you've just gone through are well known in this market or is it, a, is it a bit of a hard sell at the minute?
12: Look I think people are really surprised to hear about the, 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 the huge benefits of running clinical trials in Australia. Um, people find it quite surprising and on, quite honestly a little bit too good to be true.
0: So they are following up with you? Are they, are they kind of going that next step?
12: Yeah they are. I mean we're getting a lot of interest, a lot of follow up. Um, we've got a lot of companies coming to Australia. They're setting up subsidiaries in Australia they're employing people in Australia, um, and it's boosting the economy. So it's, it's, a, it's a really, really big win-win.
0: And, I mean, you and I have had a, a few conversations over the last couple of days around some of the, some of the barriers in, in, in the Australian market, speed for approvals. What's, um, what could we do in that regard? And does that, does that have an impact on, on the thinking of some of these companies in this market?
12: Look, uh, speed, speed is the key. Um, everybody wants to get their products to market faster, um, uh, more exp- expeditiously, and you know, it, it, importantly to, to, the, to getting, getting in the hands of the patients. Um, so Australia is a fast market. We're looking at typical startup times of three to four months from first submission through to first patient in, in a clinical trial. Um, so look, Australia is, it's a fast market, it's a cheaper market. Um, And, you know, we we provide quality that's accepted by the FDA.
0: And we are, obviously, all the time looking for ways to speed that up. And if if we can do that, would that make a difference?
12: Oh, absolutely. I mean, speed is the key. Uh, We can't afford to uh, have delays. Um, We can't afford to, um, you know, halt halt these products getting to market. So we've got to do everything to to make things quicker. People have to be aware. Um, Hospitals need to process documents fast. Uh, ethics committees in Australia are, are excellent, um, and we get very quick quick approval times. Um, but yes, speed is the key. Yeah.
0: And just one additional question, and that is, you're part of our delegation here to Boston, and you know there's 18 companies, or you and 18 other companies, and a few others that have kind of joined along the way as well. What's what's that been like?
12: Uh, look, I found um, uh, MTP Connect to be absolutely fantastic. I'm not just plugging, yeah, I'm not just, I'm not just it. plugging it, but I mean, you know, they've been absolutely fantastic, bent over backwards to make everything work seamlessly. Um, I personally have met with about 25 companies. Um, I think I've probably uh, had about 15 companies ask me for a non-disclosure agreement and proposals. So, you know, kudos to you guys. You've, um, you've really made that happen.
0: Well, at the end of the day, it is about business, isn't it? I mean, that's, that's, that's why we're all here.
12: Yeah,
0: 100%. Stefan, thank you.
12: Thank you, Stuart.
0: Well, that is a wrap from the MedTech Conference in Boston. I hope you've enjoyed hearing from our companies who are part of the Team Australia delegation. And I would like to thank Austrade for its sterling support and our various state partners, Global Victoria, Invest and Trade Western Australia, New South Wales Health, Trade and Investment Queensland, and the Government of South Australia, also MTAA and CSIRO and Biotech. Thanks to Frank from Medical Alley, uh, Rachel from J&J Innovation and JLabs at Washington, D.C., and Ian Meredith from Boston Scientific, both of whom you heard from in our last episode. So this is the MTP Connect podcast. Remember, easy to subscribe means you won't miss an episode. Please do that. And if you enjoyed this discussion, please feel free to give us a rating. It helps others find our podcast and grow our audience so more people hear about the wonderful work that you're doing. Until next time.